Welcome to 100 Ways, your simple reminder that you are home wherever you are and that everything is right the way it is right now. I'm your host, Laura Christine, fellow explorer of consciousness and this amazing, beautiful world. Let's get curious, dive into the duh, and find out what's here for us today. Welcome to 100 Ways. This is your daily exploration of self and soul. I'm your host and fellow explorer, Laura Christine. Let's dive in and find our way home. Do you think there's natural human tendencies towards violence or hierarchy? Hierarchy, for sure. Violence? Yeah, I suppose. The world is pretty brutal. There's a purpose or a seeming purpose for everything. Like there's predators and there's prey. And I think that we have some of those instincts of self-preservation and you can't really delete those. I think there are innately human traits that we might not be able to ever evolve away from. Or at least I don't see a way for us to evolve away from certain things. Like what? I think humans are naturally hierarchical and will put themselves into hierarchies even if there's deliberate effort not to like i i've looked at creating intentional communities a lot Mm -hmm. and a lot of the intentional communities in the world nearly all um have failed and nearly all have this idea of we should it should be the collective that makes decisions not a representative or representatives of the collective we should all make decisions together and there shouldn't be hierarchy. There may be counterexamples out there, but everyone that I've looked at has, I've seen this natural tendency of humans to place themselves in hierarchies, reveal themselves in communities like this. And I think that like when we put ourselves in hierarchies, part of that hierarchy is I am better than someone or someone's better than me. So it's like a value judgment. And because I'm better than someone else, I also have more power than them. And I'm just going to naturally use that power to advantage myself. But I think for the most part, we are able to restrain ourselves um, and not like kill each other or not beat each other up. Like, I want your coffee mug. I'm not going to come kill you for it. I might ask you for it and then you might tell me no. I'm probably not going to get in a fight with you over the coffee mug. I'm restraining myself from using my power to take the thing that I want from you. And most of us are really good at that, but for some reason, part of us aren't, part of our society isn't. I think a very small number of people in our society aren't able to restrain themselves for whatever reasons. What I'd like to see is honoring the different kinds of leadership and honoring the different kinds of, like look at a bee colony. The worker bees aren't pissed off because they're worker bees, they just do their job. And they're really pivotal and they're like, I don't know, I'm not a bee, but I'm assuming that the rest of the bees are pretty reverent of the worker bees and respectful of the worker bees. And the queen, she's just the queen. She's just doing what the queen does. She's not, I guess my point is we put so much judgment on, oh, they're in power, they must be cruel or evil. Probably because a lot of people in power have been. But when we start to just really honor the inner makings of each individual, there's going to be that natural leader and worker 
and whatever else, nurturer and hunter and gatherer and all of the different roles. But when we start putting value on what's more valuable to be a hunter than a gatherer, or it's more valuable to go out and get a job and make money than raise children. That's where the problems come in, I think. Yeah, it's, it feels like it's almost like we need a new language to describe societal yeah. roles. Because to say, like, this is the queen or this is the king or the president or the governor, for me, it immediately brings up this image of, like, someone who's extremely powerful. And yeah. I, I typically attach to that, this idea of, like, they are more powerful than they should be. Um, mm. And, th- I mean, that's probably how it's been played out for most of human history is when you are a king, you are more powerful than anyone else in the land until someone either kills you or you die of natural causes. Then someone replaces you, and now they're the most powerful. Yeah, I think there is an important role for a, a leader in society or leaders. It feels important that there is a form of government so that we can still have people who focus on the farming, on the teaching the kids, on the really critical parts of what it means to be human, or just to have daily human life, to sustain daily human life. And then on top of that, I hope this truck isn't too loud in our... I think it might be. It's going to show this up. One, this one might be a little too loud. <laughs> street cleaners. At least there's... See, the, that street cleaner is doing a very valuable service for society. That tree in front of my house, shit all over the street. And I'm grateful for the people of the city who came to clean it up. I just tried muting my mic for a second. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't pick that up. Yeah. Um, I agree. And and I want to take it back to the bees just because I say queen bee because humans who see this one bee, that's the one everybody swarms around. And we call it the queen bee. But the bees don't call the queen bee the queen. The queen bee's just, I don't know, the jelly bee, the whatever. Yeah, I mean, we used our language to describe yeah. what makes sense to us. And the yeah. bees have their own language. And language is a big part of what shapes a society. So in the society of the bee colony, the, I don't know. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be a bee. No. I mean, I, I guess I could if I tried hard. But it's. <laughs> I imagine the worker bee is not thinking of the queen as this all-powerful thing that he needs to serve or, or else she's going to chop his head off. I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe that is how it works. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. I do agree with humans being prone to hierarchy. I don't know about violence. That seems like a survival tactic. And I think that as the brain power shifts from how do I survive to how do I expand and grow and understand more about myself and the world and everything around me and how everything is connected and how everyone is connected, the more we use our brain power for that as opposed to how to survive, the violence is going to go down. Well, (laughs) and it's kind of like, it's going to go down, but it's going to take a while and it's going to go up before it goes down because the fear is going to hang on. And the people who are afraid are going to see this change and no one, like, change is very scary. I am afraid of change and I do it all the time in my life. So I've learned to just continue walking through the fear (laughs) but it's still scary. I'm scared out of my mind right now, but I'm not going to stop following my soul because I'm scared to. That's just a personal choice. I could, I suppose. I mean, we can get into a free will, but let's not right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favorite topics. Next time. (laughs) Yeah. No promises for next time. No, we should talk about commitment. I have a lot of favorite topics, I'm realizing, because that's another one. I know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for exploring with me today. I would love to continue this conversation with you. We can do that at laurachristine.us. You'll find contact in the menu, or you can go to laurachristine.us slash contact, and you'll be taken right to it. Let's dive in a little deeper and see how fully we can flow with the duh. Thank you for being here. I would love to hear from you. Go to laurachristine.us to let me know your thoughts on this. And remember, as Rumi said, there are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground. Also, you can't fuck it up. I said that. (laughs) 